Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome to How to Survive, the show that teaches you how to survive the things that can kill you. Oh, that's mine. (laughs) Like torpedoes or a pack of panthers. How about the Ebola virus? Yes. And the things that just make you wish you were dead. Like being too loud when someone's trying to tape a podcast. Mm -hmm. Random pubes on the toilet. How about herpes, Danielle? No, thank you. Pass. Pass. Hard pass. Hard pass. You know what? What? Cures herpes. The theme song? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Ground is shaking under our feet. Mountains on fire, flooding in the street. Can't breathe the air, can't fight the feeling. Goblin down, Xanax ain't the way to be dealing. Gotta do better than just getting high. We gotta stick together if we're gonna survive. Welcome to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. I'm Danielle. I'm Christine. Christine, how are you today? Well, I got to tell you something, Danielle. Yeah? I'm good. Yes. But I had to just check and make sure my phone was off. Would you like to know why? Yes. Well, I started getting a lot of phone calls from all different numbers. Uh-huh. And I finally answered one. Okay. And they said, hey, is Benjamin there? And I said, who is this? And he said, this is Brent from uh, Channel 7 Construction. I just made that up. There would not be a Channel 7 Construction. No, it's very specific. (laughs) They only do construction for local news News stations. Look, I haven't had enough coffee for my improv skills (laughs) to kick in. I said, uh, I'm his mom. Uh, What's up? And he said, oh, well, uh, I got your number off Angie's list uh-huh. about a room addition to your home. Uh-huh. So apparently, you know, my son's been building a fort on our wait property. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Yeah. I assume this was some sort of scam. No. Now I have to reevaluate this whole thing. Okay. So my husband and Benjamin have this. Well, it's really Benjamin who's just been pressuring Sven. I want this fort. Okay. And he, you know, keeps raining. So okay. the rain gets in his plans and life gets in the way. So apparently he took it upon himself to contact Angie's list. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. And put my email, my, my phone number into Angie's list to reach out to contractors about a room addition to our home. No. And so, Wait, are you kidding? Your life is a sitcom. No, I'm not. So, this is hysterical. So since this happened, on Sunday, I started receiving calls. I've had about 83 phone calls. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, I mean, I've had the same number for 20 years. I might have to change my number. Can't you just delete the posting? No, we have to go in. Well, we haven't had a chance because Benjamin has had multiple soccer games. But I think we have to go in and like use his thumbprint or something. <laughs> <laughs> How did he even know to do that? He, the commercials for Angie's List oh. are on Hulu. 
Okay, have you read, more importantly, do you have it with you, the actual listing? I haven't seen it. No, I can't access it. It's on his iPad. So we okay. have to go into his iPad, figure it out. But, okay, so when, okay, so when you're talking to this first guy. Yeah. And you explain, he's 10. Yeah, I, I said, yeah, this is my son. And he's like, oh, okay, okay, no problem. So since then, I've just been ignoring the calls. <laughs> I'm not answering every call right. and explaining. Right. And then I've gotten... I don't know, 15 texts, uh, multiple voicemails, just the missed calls. I mean, that's so uh, the phone just <laughs> rings continuously. OK, so, <laughs> so what did he say when you told when you approached him about this? So I said, Benjamin, <laughs> did you put my number into Angie's list? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I go. I think you did for a room addition to our home. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't do that. I said maybe something to do with your fort. Oh, I just wanted to ask a question. Uh-huh. I said, no, no. You gave them my number. And now look at my phone. Look how many missed calls. <laughs> Mom, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I wonder what in his head he thought was going to happen. I mean, he gave them your number, so obviously he knew you would find out. Well, I think it was that, you know, when you ever you join, like whenever you fill out something online, you they ask you for information to open the account, uh-huh. like to join Angie's List. Right. So I think it was like, oh, well, this is just a format. Like, okay. He's a kid. I don't think he thinks now right. she's going to get 800 phone calls. I think he just thought, well, this is the next step to get into Angie's List, and then I can... Do what? I don't know. Ask a question? Yeah, ask a question of like, what kind of wood do I need for my fort? I don't even know. I don't understand the thought process. This is an amazing way to guilt guilt trip your father. Like, yeah, you, if did, you, don't, you didn't help me, I'm looking for yeah. professional help. Hey, Dad, I know you're an architect and you work for Frank Gehry, but if you're not going to build my fort, I'll hire a licensed contractor. That's fucking amazing. Off of Angie's list. That was like, I think I've said this before, but I went to preschool with the Zappa children. Yeah. And my mom claims, and I'm sure it's true, that the mother of mm-hmm. the Zappa kids said to my mom, Dweezil wants to learn guitar. Do you know of any good guitar teachers? <laughs> and my mom was like, you're married to Frank Zappa. Yeah. Yeah. That's like. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But I could see that. Yeah, too. like he just didn't have time for the he kids was like, or something. Yeah. I'm Frank Zappa. Yeah. I'm not going to just give guitar lessons <laughs> right. to a child. Right. That's really <laughs> <I> funny. <laughs> oh, P.S. Do you know what he was doing on Sunday when I was getting all these calls? In the, Doing the fort? No, what? Making fettuccine, fettuccine from scratch. Jesus Christ. And the Alfredo sauce from scratch. Wait, wow. making the pasta from scratch? Yeah. Do you have a pasta machine? No, he hand cut each strand. With, do you have a, a roller thing? Well, that's why he's cutting contractors. He doesn't have time. <laughs> Jesus I know. Christ. I he just felt like it. He's like the most industrious <laughs> child I've ever met. And I was like, he had he to go to. felt like it? Yeah, he had to go to a soccer game. So I said, well, because he was like, I'm not going to get this done in time. And I'm like. <laughs> Just let it. I go because I looked up the recipe because he was also doing it from memory. Like he'd seen a recipe oh, online the no. day before. And so I was like, you got to follow a recipe because I already I remember. I know what I'm doing. And I said, all right, well, <laughs> I just looked it up. You've got to let the dough sit for 30 minutes. And he goes, this isn't going to work out. Oh. I got to go to soccer. I go, it's OK if it sits longer. Like you're uh-huh. so stressed. Yeah, I, go, yeah, yeah. I go, I'll just put it in this plastic wrap. It's going to sit. And then when you get back. You know, you can cut it and, you know, roll it out with the rolling pin and cut it. It's going to be fine. Uh-huh. It was fine. We all ate it. It was delicious. Was it good? Yes. You need to get him one of those um, those roller things that can, like, just cut dough. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Like, it has a wheel on it? Yeah. Like, that's probably, like, $3 or something. Oh, no, a pizza cutter. We, ha- we have one of those. Yeah, but there's one that, that, that's little. Yeah, and it, there's, I think it might come in different Different shapes, shapes probably. It, like, gnocchi or whatever, and you can, or gnocchi? Gnocchi. 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 Yeah. Oh, but yeah, pizza cutter would work too. I think he probably used the pizza cutter, but I'm going to wait and see if he actually does it again before I invest in any kind of. You got to sign him up for cooking school or something. Although I guess you don't need it now. He's, he's just, just doing YouTube. it. Yeah. He's going to be on uh, Master Chef Junior pretty soon. I know. He would love that. Oh. And he's going to insist on staying in his own fort that he built in the back of the parking lot. 
<laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Hear me out. Yeah. Kid contractor. Kid, yes. Oh, that kid a, contractor. That'd be a great show. That would be. I mean, they had that show where the kids just live by themselves on an island. I mean, they canceled it after like one episode. <laughs> yeah, they were like, but, maybe not. Yeah, but if they could <laughs> do that. Turn into Lord of the Rings. Or Lord of the, Lord of the Lord Flies. Flies. Well, maybe maybe they walked somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they were the lived at a shire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. You so. can't even be mad. It's so cute. Yeah. I mean, he also was very apologetic. Like, he immediately, I was like, so I don't have to, I don't have to reprimand you or give you a consequence, <laughs> right? Because you're never going to do this again. I was like, mom, I'll never do it again. Like, he felt really bad. So it's so funny, though. I mean, oh what are you going to do? Oh, my God. How are your cats? Well, I got some kind of. Weird news. Oh. Be- Benjamin, the cat, seems to have disappeared. Huh. Oh, he went off to give birth. She went off to give birth. And, yeah, she. I know. But guess what? What? She's going to come back with those kittens. I guess. It just seems like... I just thought it would be somewhere we could see. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe the fucking maybe, bed I gave her. Maybe away <laughs> from those other cats, though. Yeah. To protect yeah. the kittens. Yeah, I keep looking around. I haven't found her yet. In that fact, means you don't have to worry about. I know that's what I thought about. Yeah. Maybe at a neighbor's, maybe at a neighbor's house. Yeah, the other neighbor that has some scissors. <laughs> sterilized. She went out of the country for a couple of weeks. Oh well, maybe that that's neighbor. even a better place because then there's. Yeah, that's true. But um, at one point, I saw her go up on the trellis, which is like really high. The neighbor or the cat? Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing your neighbor. <laughs> the, the the cat, and like there's a flat. I don't know what it's called, but the flat part of the trellis where it's like a roof with like lots of ivy on top. Yes. And she went up there and I was like, should I give birth up there? Is she? Because seems kind of precarious. Yeah. So she could be up there. I don't know. Yeah. I don't see or hear from her. You'd hear her. That's what I You'd thought. You'd probably hear the kittens like going. That's what I figured. Jimmy says she should not have been climbing in her condition. <laughs> she got her doctor's permission first. No, also no caffeine and yes. no <laughs> raw soft, fish. No soft cheeses. No soft cheeses. I'm still watching Yellow Jackets. Uh, I don't know. Okay. You don't need to. It's not like amazing. It's fine. But you don't need to watch it. I uh, I just sometimes I watch TV by myself and that's the show I watch. And as I was saying earlier, I ran out of uh, amazing interiors. <laughs> so... Which, by the way, coinciding with the news, with uh, uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Clarence Thomas's friend, who was, uh, it's a big story, his friend is a political donor and he's, he's been giving all this money and to uh, Clarence Thomas yes. and been like funding his uh, vacations oh, right, and right, all this right. stuff. Yes. Well, that guy collects Nazi memorabilia, apparently. Oh, and amazing interiors. Ama- yeah. Well, so on amazing interiors. So one of the episodes was, um, Roll. I think it was Roland Emmerich's house. The director. Okay. Has it's all uh, uh, dictator themed. What? Yes. So he's got like Stalin, and he's got um, I think he's got Lenin, and he's got Saddam Hussein stuff. It's like all decorated. Yeah. No. Is he got like it's supposed to be paintings of them on the wall? Yes. Or something? Have you seen it? Yes. I saw that. Somewhere, well, I, don't know I where tweeted I it, it, but oh, no one, I no one responded. What does yeah. he direct? What is he directed? Roland Emmerich is he science fiction? Yeah, he did Independence Day and Day After Tomorrow. Okay, okay. those things. His yeah, name, I mean, he's not American, is he? That's not an no, American name. He's not American. And this is in Sweden or England. I can't remember. Anyway, check it out. It's it's crazy. Does it seem creepy? That sounds creepy when you're saying it. Yeah, I mean, it's like done in like a stylish way. But yes, it's creepy. The whole thing is creepy. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig, guys. It's supposed to be like, you know, it's supposed to be like a statement or some bullshit. I don't know. And then the decorator, they didn't interview him, but they interviewed the decorator. Mm -hmm. And he was just kept saying how like, you know, that's just his sense of humor. And it was just so... um, Mm-mm. You That's, know, it's just so whimsical, or he didn't use whimsical, but <laughs> it's edgy. Yeah. You know, that just makes uh, Michael and Perioli look that more adorable. Yes. Oh my God, get those two together. All right, are we ready to discuss today's topic? Put on those glasses, Danielle. Okay. We're going to be discussing how to survive Ebola. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Is it coming back? It has come back since the big fir- first big one. Okay. I don't know if it's coming back again, but it has come back within the last few years. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Do you guys think that we're going to have more pandemics in our lifetime? 
that are big ones? Or do you think the COVID was the big one for our lifetime? I have no sense of um, what I have no sense of like that sort of question. I don't know. But my guess would be, why wouldn't we have another big one? I, I mean, don't know. I think the behavior of humanity during COVID would almost guarantee there'll be another one because not humanity as a whole, but certain pockets of it who mm-hmm. ignored the entire situation. Right. I think that will happen again. And it's probably going to be this fungal whatever that's oh, the, <laughs> last of us. Last of us. the last of us thing. The remaining few. Yes. <laughs> Two more left. <laughs> uh, hopefully not. Standing room only. <laughs> Big guy, little girl. <laughs> I read that Dave Holmes article, by the way. It was oh, really good. Oh, I yeah. need to read it. He interviewed Pedro Pascal. <sighs> anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to, no, to I don't stop see. your um, your, Girl, your good it's beginnings. All good. All right. The Ebola virus causes an acute, serious illness, which is often fatal if untreated. EVD first appeared in 1976 in two simultaneous outbreaks, one in what is now Nizara, South Sudan, and the other in Yambuku, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. The latter occurred in a village near the Ebola River. Oh, I didn't know it was named. Coincidence. No. (laughs) (laughs) From which the... (laughs) (laughs) From which the disease takes its name. I would never have known that was named after a river. No. I wouldn't have either. That's crazy. Okay. The 2014 to 2016 outbreak in West Africa was the largest Ebola outbreak since the virus was first discovered in 1976. So the, the 2014 to 2016 is the one you probably have heard yes. of. That's when it made all that news. The outbreak started in Guinea and then moved across land borders to Sierra Leone and Liberia. On March 23rd, 2014, the World Health Organization reported cases of Ebola, uh, which is EVD, Ebola virus disease, in the forested rural region of southeastern Guinea. The identification of these early cases marked the beginning of the West Africa Ebola epidemic, the largest in history. Ooh. The initial case or index patient was reported in December 2013. An 18-month-old boy from a small village in Guinea is believed to have been infected by bats. <gasps> oh, poor baby. Poor baby. After five additional cases of fatal diarrhea... You remember fatal diarrhea? Oh, one of my they favorite bands. Your, didn't they open for your husband's band? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he hooked up with the drummer. Oh, how did that end? Fatally. <laughs> um, wait, did the bat bite the baby? Is that what they're thinking? It, well, it doesn't say. I'm assuming. I don't know. Did the baby accidentally eat bat? Did the baby? I, well, maybe I it was know. just like a chew toy. Like the baby yeah. was like. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, the babies will put anything in their mouth. They really will. Um, uh, after five additional cases of fatal diarrhea occurred in that area, an official medical alert was issued on January 24th, 2014 to the district health officials. The Ebola virus soon spread to Guinea's capital city of Conakry. On March 23rd, 2014, with 49 confirmed cases and 29 deaths, the WHO, World Health Organization, officially declared an outbreak of mm. EVD. Weak surveillance systems and poor public health infrastructure contributed to the difficulty surrounding the containment of this outbreak, and it quickly spread to Guinea's um, bordering countries, Liberia and Sierra Leone. This was the first time EVD extended out from more isolated rural areas and into densely populated urban centers, providing an unprecedented opportunity for transmission. That's a terrible way to go. Yes. Uh Dehydration, diarrhea. Diarrhea yeah. to death. I mean, right. just like having diarrhea is already awful and then yeah. you die, like you're dying from it. It's just so embarrassing. It's so awful. And then it's also just if you're, it's hard to keep it contained in an, an area where there's not, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to keep it contained, but I'm thinking about in communities where there aren't maybe good sanitary systems. Yes. Well, that, yes. That okay, sorry. Exa- I'm no, just no, thinking no. about where right, they because are. Because it's very rural, and then it ends up in these urban areas. Yeah, okay. Okay. Over the duration of the epidemic, EVD spread to seven more countries. Italy, Mali, Nigeria, Senegal, Spain, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Later, secondary infection, mainly in a healthcare setting, occurred in Italy, Mali, Nigeria, and the U.S., The scope of this outbreak, both in terms of cases and geography, can be attributed to the unprecedented circulation of EVD into crowded urban areas, 
increased mobilization across borders, and conflicts between key infection control practices and prevailing cultural and traditional practices in West Africa. Engaging local leaders, so, so it's, see, it's universal. Some people don't want to change their ways. Ugh. Engaging local leaders in prevention programs and messaging along with careful policy implementation at the national and global level helped to eventually contain the spread of the virus and put an end to this outbreak. A total of 20,000, sorry, a total of 28,616 cases of EVD and 11,310 deaths were reported in Guinea, Liberia and Sierra Leone. There were an additional 36 cases and 15 deaths that occurred when the outbreak spread outside of these three countries. Okay. Transmission. It is thought that fruit bats of the, I'm not going to pronounce it, family, are natural Ebola virus hosts. Ebola is introduced into the human population through close contact with the blood, secretions, organs, or other bodily fluids of infected animals, Mm -hmm. such as fruit bats, chimpanzees, gorillas, monkeys, forest antelope, or porcupines found ill or dead in the rainforest. So maybe the baby came upon a dead bat. I'm not sure. And is that similar to, I don't even know when I ask this, but like, isn't that one of the theories around COVID as well, that it was an animal transmission from a bird or a bat? That's the original. From a wet market. Right, which is where they ate bats or something. Yeah, but now they think it was leaked from the lab. I mean. Which maybe was leaked from the lab and got into the bat and then, yeah. yeah. It could be both. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um. Guys, we got to get our shit together. I didn't know what a wet market was before. I don't mean all of our this. web. I don't mean our podcast. I mean, guys, our shit. the world. Oh, we got to yeah, get our shit okay. together. Well, it's hard when it's diarrhea, because <laughs> <laughs> as you said, it's hard to keep it contained. <laughs> I know that's not what you meant. You know what? That should be the catchphrase of diarrhea. It's, diarrhea. It's, it's hard, hard to, to keep, keep it contained. contained. <laughs> <laughs> Emodium AD contains it. There you go. Ebola then spreads through human-to-human transmission via direct contact through broken skin or mucous membranes with blood or body fluids of a person who is sick with or has died from Ebola, objects that have been contained with bodily fluids, like blood, feces, vomit, from a person sick with Ebola, or the body of a person who died from Ebola. So So even when they're dead, they're still... still, Yes. Uh, So you just want... Even if you're like a medical professional handling an already dead person. Yes. So contagious then, basically. In fact, healthcare workers have frequently been infected while treating patients with suspected or confirmed EVD. This occurs through close contact with patients when infection control precautions are not strictly practiced. Burial some... Burial ceremonies that involve direct contact with the body of the deceased can also contribute to the transmission of Ebola. You're just trying to mourn your loved one, and then they leave you with one more gift. Yep. People, are you going to say something, Garen? No, 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 no. (laughs) You got a funny one-liner about that, Garen? No, I thought he was going to say something about the, I thought he was going to say something about the, uh, uh, I was going to say art 19, (laughs) COVID-19. The president of the network is calling. They would like yeah. you to stop linking uh, our network with one of the biggest uh, <laughs> pandemics of all time. And if you could, if you could contain the diarrhea talk, that would be lovely too. <laughs> Can't be contained. <laughs> People remain infectious as long as their blood contains the virus, which it always does. It right. sounds like pregnant women who get acute Ebola and recover from the disease may still carry the virus in breast milk or in pregnancy-related fluids and tissues. This poses a risk of transmission to the baby they carry and to Mm. others. Women who become pregnant after surviving Ebola disease are not at risk by carrying... Sorry. Women who become pregnant after surviving Ebola disease are not at risk for carrying the virus. So once you've recovered from it... And then you get pregnant. It's okay. Okay. If a breastfeeding woman is reco- who is recovering from Ebola wishes to continue breastfeeding, she should be supported to do so. Her breast milk needs to be tested for Ebola before she can start. Terrifying. Yes. Right? Because yes. I don't know. I would just be like, I'll just do formula. Let's take the uh, formula. I mean, they're trying to push formula in Africa anyway. They try to get them. Anyway, it's horrible. Anyway, not that formula is bad. If that's what you have to do, but. It's not necessary in all cases. 
symptoms. The incubation period, that is, the time interval from infection with the virus to onset of symptoms is from 2 to 21 days. A person infected with Ebola cannot spread the disease until they develop symptoms. Okay. So that's kind of good. That's yeah, like yeah. other than COVID. Because then you'll know it. Right. Symptoms of EVD can be sudden and include fever, fatigue, muscle pain, headaches, or throat. This is followed by vomiting, diarrhea, rash, symptoms of impaired kidney and liver function. In some cases, both internal and external bleeding. First, what? What? This, external this, bleeding? From where? Um, well, I'm about to tell you, but I'm waiting for um, <laughs> Karen, to, Karen to faint. To faint. <laughs> for example, oozing from the gums or blood in the stool. Oh, no. Laboratory findings include l- low white blood cell and platelet counts and elevated liver enzymes. Diagnosis. It can be difficult to clinically distinguish EVD from other infectious diseases such as malaria, typhoid, fever, and meningitis. Yeah, it could be one of these other horrifying yeah, right, things. Right. Take your pick. Many symptoms of pregnancy and Ebola disease are quite. I thought I read that wrong, but it's true. Hold on one second. Many symptoms of pregnancy and Ebola disease are quite similar. They are? Yeah, they both make you want to kill your husband. <laughs> they both make you shoot diarrhea out of your butt. Wait, I don't remember that when I was pregnant. <laughs> they both make you question everything you've done in your life up until this point. <laughs> they both make you stop taking your very needed antidepressants. <laughs> they both make you never get hired in TV again. <laughs> They both make you never be considered a sexual person for the rest of your life. And they both make you have to buy a whole new wardrobe. Yep. Okay. Many symptoms of pregnancy and bullet disease are quite similar. Because of risks to the pregnancy, pregnant women should ideally be tested rapidly if Ebola is suspected. Treatment. Supportive care. Is that one of the, uh, I hear your phone ringing. Is that that, that a contractor? Yep, it is. Oh, my God. You should take it. Take it on the air. <laughs> Tell them. Hello? Hi. 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 Uh, my name is Bob Davis. We're contractors. Are you guys doing need of getting an estimate on a building addition? You know what? Thank you so much for calling. I have to tell you, that was my 10-year-old son who signed up for Angie's List for his fort. And I've been getting calls. You're actually on my podcast right now because I'm taping live. He, um, he, we've gotten about 87 calls so far. So, <laughs> You're lucky with only 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I wish we could hire you, and I will think of you for when we do need a contractor. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Good luck. Thank you. Bye. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. He was nice. Rehydration with oral or intravenous fluids and treatment of specific symptoms improves survival. A range of potential treatments, including blood products, immune therapies, and drug therapies, are currently being evaluated. In the 2018 to 2020 Ebola outbreak in the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the first ever multi-drug randomized control trial was conducted to evaluate the effectiveness and safety of drugs used in the treatment of Ebola patients under an ethical framework developed in consultation with experts in the field and the DRC. Oh, this is interesting because they didn't have right any in 2016 because there was only that first one in like the 70s, right? Well, the first outbreak, the first major outbreak was 2014. But I'm saying it hadn't happened before right. except in the 70s 76, and it yeah. wasn't a big outbreak, so they didn't really have like right. their, it wasn't like polio where they had, had been did, working on it for okay. yeah. Exactly. So um in 2018 they had this uh randomized drug control. Great. Two monoclonal antibodies were approved for the treatment of Zaire Ebola virus. So each, there are different Ebola viruses named for the countries that they are from. Infection in adults and children by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration in late 2020. Vaccines. The Ervibo vaccine has been shown to be effective in protecting people from the species. What was that? Okay, so uh, you may or may not know that <laughs> there's recently been complaint about noise coming from our studio um, into the office next door, which are two screenwriters, and we've been trying to keep it down, and uh, we <laughs> even Never Not Funny put up these um, sound sound buffers on the wall. Yeah. 
we just heard a very crazy noise coming from that side. So yeah, maybe we should, we can ask yeah. them to put sound buffers up. Yeah, on their, their side. side. Yeah. <laughs> so that was us twenty five hundred violations. Them one. <laughs> they're really going at yeah, it. They're really well. Ma- yeah, maybe they broke the scene. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you should yell at them. Um, narration is a is a sucker's tool. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> they, okay. The Ervibo the vaccine has been shown to be effective in protecting people from the species Zaire Ebola virus. In uh, December 2020, the vaccine was approved by the FDA and pre-qualified by WHO for use in individuals 18 years of age and older, except for breastfeeding and pregnant women for protection against Ebola virus disease caused by Zaire Ebola virus. The vaccine has been administered to more than 350,000 people in Guinea and in the 2018 to 20 Ebola virus disease outbreaks in the DRC under compassionate use protocol. Prevention and control. Good outbreak control relies on applying package Good outbreak control relies on applying a package of interventions, including case management, surveillance, and contact tracing, a good laboratory service, safe burials, and social mobilization. Risk reduction messaging should focus on several factors. Reducing the risk of wildlife to human transmission from contact. Let's do that first. Right. With infected fruit bats, monkeys, apes, forest antelope, and porcupines, and the consumption of their raw meat. Animals should be handled with gloves and other appropriate protective clothing. Animal products, blood, and meat should be thoroughly cooked before consumption. Reducing the risk of human-to-human transmission from direct or close contact with people from Ebola symptoms, particularly with their blue body fluids. Wear gloves, wash hands. Outbreak containment measures, including safe and dignified burial of the dead. Identifying people who have been in contact with someone infected with Ebola and monitoring their health for 21 days. Mm -hmm. And the importance of separating the healthy from the sick to prevent further spread. Reducing the risk of possible sexual transmission. I was just going to ask that. Who recommends that male survivors of EVD practice safer sex and hygiene for 12 months from onset of symptoms or until their semen tests negative twice for Ebola virus? Now. Can I ask a question? Yes. Maybe you came across, and I don't know if if you know this or not. Now, I know there used to be, and I don't want to be one of those, like, idiot white people about Africa. Uh-huh. And, again, not all Africans are. Anyway, okay. There used to be all of this superstition about using condoms. Oh. Remember around the AIDS crisis where they yes. didn't want to, they were like, we're there. there's AIDS, there's actually HIV in the condoms and they wouldn't use them. Do you guys know this? I do not know this. Do you remember this? But it sounds, it sounds very familiar. And they would try to like get, they would try to do all this education around condoms. Yeah. And I'm wondering if there's still any kind of sort of, and I'm not talking about in the major cities. Of, right. I'm talking the more the rural areas. areas. Well, that's very interesting. If that's still an issue of like superstitions in, in the sort of rural areas around usage of condoms and, and sort of sexual education um, to make sure that it's not spread through. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't want to, I don't want to be a dumb sort of no, American. No, no, I didn't even know that that um, was a thing, honestly. Because I'm not as up to date on that stuff i'm just curious if that's an issue that um they face with the more rural populations on getting things like diseases like this from spreading they alluded to you know rituals and things that that were that were enabling the spread of it like cultural rituals around burying and stuff like that yeah but i don't know i didn't read anything about that so I don't know. I don't want to say because yeah, if your if your cultural ritual is around in, in a burial, let's say, yeah. and I don't know what what theirs are in in, in Sierra Leone or right. places, if it's like something to do with like covering the body with cloth and touching it, and if they're saying, hey, guess right. what, we have to burn all the bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people might be like, we can't because then our yeah. Our, I mean, I think you can do all that. You just have to be protected. You have to be in like a, a, whole a mask outfit. and yeah. a, and and uh, gloves and stuff like that. I'm assuming a number of medical complications have been reported in people who recover from Ebola, including mental health issues. Mm. Ebola virus may persist in some fluids, including semen, pregnancy related fluids and breast milk. So you need to get all that tested. Are you ready for a story? Yes, please. Are we? <laughs> Am I? Why? Oh, no. It <laughs> I think it'd be OK. Butembo Democratic Republic of the Congo. Yes. Doctors didn't think Nellie would make it. 
when he was first admitted to the Ebola Treatment Center in Butembo in the Democratic Republic of the Congo back in September. Sorry, this is from 2020, so the latest outbreak, the end of the latest outbreak. Six-year-old Nelly, well, I'm sorry, the article is from January 2020, so September would have been 2019. Six-year-old Nelly was displaying advanced symptoms of Ebola after contracting the, the disease along with two of his brothers in August. Less than a month later, his life was hanging by a thread. When doctors first started his treatment, Nelly was flickering in and out of consciousness. His breathing labored, his eyes ringed with dark circles. He was comforted and cared for at the center by the by Germaine Mimbusa, who would sit with Nelly inside a transparent protective plastic bubble. Jermaine knows what it's like to beat Ebola. Having survived the disease, Jermaine is now immune and works at the center as a lullaby, so-called because of their soothing presence. Uh, then this is a, just a little quick note I, I wanted to look up just to make sure. Those who do recover develop antibodies that can last 10 years, possibly wow. longer. That's amazing. Survivors are thought to have some protective immunity to the type of Ebola that sickened them. It is not known if people who recover are immune for life or if they can later become infected with a different species of Ebola virus. Man, that's good that it's 10 years because Ebola sounds so awful. Yes. I wish COVID was 10 years. I know. But I mean, look, Ebola sounds worse. Uh, He was able to safely stay at Nellie's side, talking with him and holding his hand, supported by a team of doctors and nutritionists providing life-saving medical care. I wanted to see him recover as soon as possible, Jermaine says. When Nellie arrived, there was no hope, says Dr. Sergei Mumbera Kavalami, a medical director at the hospital. But then something unexpected happened. Nellie started to get better. With all the help from the staff, he somehow made it. Nelly's survival is a miracle, Dr. Kavalami says. UNICEF has deployed clinical nutritionists, pediatricians, and psychologists to work in Ebola treatment centers to meet the specific needs of people infected with Ebola, particularly children, pregnant women, and lactating mothers, many of whom are already malnourished. After 35 days in intensive care, Nelly left the treatment center with his family as an Ebola survivor. I'm happy that I'm healed and I'd like to go to school, Nelly says, smiling as he shyly clasps his hands together outside the hospital gates. After weeks of worry, the mood is light and celebratory. The family and medical staff are dancing, laughing, and playing drums. Nelly is breathless with excitement as his family kiss and embrace him. I used to get worried when I visited. I cried every day. I'm so grateful he's better, Nelly's mother says as she swings her son onto her back. Jermaine says he never, he never gave up on Nellie. I was so happy when Nellie survived, he says. I was scared when he refused to eat. I would look at him, and I was terrified that he would die, but he made it. Aww. So, yeah, there's um, – if you are looking for a cause to give to, uh, UNICEF, like, employs these people who basically take care of the sick. Yeah. And um, in these situations, mm-hmm. they, there was, like, a picture of a, a woman on one side – and um, who had Ebola, who was yeah. like in a plastic room. And on the other side was one of these um, lullaby people holding her baby so that the baby could look, you know, at her mom yeah. through the yeah. plastic. And the baby was so happy. And the baby was fine. It was the mom who was infected. But so they, she you know, they got the Yeah, they had to keep him separated until she's better. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's heavy stuff. But I mean, you know, you got to adapt to the situation. Yes, yes. So give to UNICEF and um, and wear your masks. (laughs) Wear your masks when needed. When needed. Yeah, that was a great story. I learned a lot. We're going to take a break, but uh, maybe during the break you can um, you can take some bids. Yes, you know maybe maybe it's going to all work out. I might end up hiring a contractor for this fort. Yeah, or maybe we'll just put a room on the house. Just a whole other room. <laughs> yeah. But it's it looks like a fort. Yeah, it's a fort room. It's a fort room, yeah. All right, we'll be right back after this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to How to Survive with Danielle and Christine. Danielle. Christine. How many sums have you done on your break? Well, I've been told by Garen that he can't do an ounce of math, (laughs) which I think is the American standard. Um, Okay, so before the break, we talked about how to survive the Ebola virus, and now we're going to talk about how to survive the herpes virus with our very special guest, John Ross Bowie. Hello. You know, may know John from, oh, I don't know, a little show called The Big Bang Theory. Heard of it. Or a little show called Speechless, mm-hmm. which, um, as you know, John was huge in our house. I know. You were, you were very kind about that show. Watched. Well, you were great. And, um, and he's the author of a new book called No Job for a Man, yeah. which I'm assuming is about acting. Um, it, it is. It, yes. it, is a, it is a phrase that my father used to use about the profession. Uh, not everyone's dad's an actor, you see. Yes, and, I understand. Uh, and some of them are are, uh, are a little less um, uh, celebratory when you pursue that uh, mm. that field. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's not. It's about all the jobs I've had. Okay. Uh, uh, actually, none of which have been for a man. Um, apparently, well, no, I think some of them were, but I wasn't good at those. Oh, okay. I was good at the job that isn't for a man. Right. Whole thing. Got it. Really, uh, yeah. And what um, what did your dad do for a living? My dad was in the paper industry. Um, Like uh, like in a mill? No, in in an an office like Dunder Mifflin. Oh, Uh, wow. But but in Midtown, Manhattan. um, He um, And he was, I mean, this is in the book, but there's moments where he was kind of like Michael Scott. He was like the funniest guy (laughs) in his office. You know whether you know whether that was the true case right. or not, but like he was always cracking jokes, and he was uh, and that was his good days. And on his bad days, he was more like David Brent, where like oh, there was no. like a, a desperate <laughs> neediness oh, no. in him, you know. And and he got you know fired after twelve episodes. <laughs> um, did he but, watch The Office? Um, he did. He, what did he think about it? He um, it, it was interesting. He enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and he was um, he. I had gone out. Oh God, I went out for the office constantly. Yeah, it seems like a show you would have been on. Honestly, constantly went out for the office. Oh my God, for for uh, for a bunch of the main roles and guest spots, and I just could never. They loved to waste my time and drag me up to Van Nuys and go, "Hey, that was great work, John," and not give me a job. See, this is the weird thing about show business. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't have brought you back if they didn't like no, you. No, I believe that. I it's believe that. It's the same casting director. It was the whole time. So who he, likes me and has given me other right. work, but given me other work. But this, for whatever reason, I was not. So I went out. I'll. I'll <laughs> um, I the first one made sense because I went out for. Uh, I went in with Dwight's sides. Oh. And uh, and I, I did my my Dwight, and they were like, okay. Take the gym sides, go yeah, out the hallway, I see you and, as a gym. and, and sure. come back uh-huh. and 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 let us know if we can figure something. You know, and we won't. Obviously, you're just getting these sides. We'll see how it goes. Okay. Went in there. I was happy with my work there. It's okay. A more of a grounded performance. Yeah. And then when I saw how they cast it, I was like, Yeah, that's that's the that's the problem. There's always going to be someone a little wor- weirder than me. Uh-huh. And there's always going to be someone a little more wholesome Middle America. Than okay, me. got and it. I got caught in this weird little right. like not Scranton pit, mm. you know. Um, but uh, uh, it was a great show, and it was really well done. Um, and my dad, uh, my dad, oddly enough, really enjoyed it. He enjoyed that, and he enjoyed uh, 30 Rock because he had been an NBC page for a while. Oh, really? For Jack Parr. Oh, my God. He was an NBC page for The Tonight Show in the early 60s, yeah. After the after the army was he there when he walked off? Wasn't it Jack Parr who walked it was, off? He was not there for the nervous okay. breakdown. No. He was that. <laughs> that that would have been was, awesome. That was uh, uh, he he that was so it, he hated that he wasn't there for that. Of course, because people ask that question of all course. the time. Because Jack Parr famously flipped out on the air and 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 uh, live television on live TV. My father was not a still an NBC page there. He had moved over to the uh, <sighs> the uh, sixty four World's Fair, which is where he met my mom. Oh my God! Wow. wow. It would have been pretty cool if you had gotten on The Office, though. It would have been. It would have been. It would have been okay. really cool. It would have been a really interesting kind of full yeah. circle moment. You know? It's like my dad, you know, played a Russian on TV. My grandfather had already died. My grandfather wasn't Russian. He was um, Lithuanian, but it, you know, Russian in in spirit, and yeah, yeah. it would have like meant that a whole other level to their relationship. I think if oh, he had he didn't seen live, that, he didn't live to see Chekhov. No, mm. way, way. 
died way before that. So, but anyway, I want to know about your story. Okay, so, um, so when I was twenty, it was the summer between my junior and senior year of college. Okay, um, and this you is, were? Did you skip a grade or something? Uh, no. It seems early. No. Okay. No, I um. I don't know why I get caught up on these age things. Don't no, worry No, I was about born it. in 71. This okay. is 19. No, you're absolutely right. I would have been 21. <laughs> it was 1992. <laughs> Thank you. 1992. Okay. Right. Fact checker, Danielle. Um, yeah, well done. Um, I did an ounce of math. <laughs> I did. Really did just now. Yeah, your sums are, are, are really good. It's nice. Sums, by the way. <laughs> sums, I know. <laughs> math. 1800 school mark. <laughs> I think I did used sums as well. No, you. You're the one who used it. That's oh, you did, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're, you're the, the one, one who, who did You it. are the one who said that. Thank you. you were the, the you were Laura Engel's teacher. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, she broke out the horn book. The um, so uh, so I'm I'm working in an office and I'm I'm not good at it and I'm in a relationship and I'm not particularly good at that either um, and it's just not I, I'm heading into my senior year uh, I'm I'm this is the year that I'm going to, uh, I, I was an English major uh, studying to be a teacher. Okay. And uh, and this was the year I was going to do my student teaching. Mm. Really nervous about that. Okay. Really nervous about just the act itself and then its symbolism of like, this is adulthood. Oh, yes. And why were you pursuing teaching? You hadn't realized yet you wanted to pursue anything in show business. Uh, and... Because it seemed like, because I had started as an English major because I wasn't sure what I wanted to study. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that it's just very, very... You know, it's it's a humanities and humanities degrees are are barely worth the paper they're printed on. So I should learn a skill. Got it. Um, And they had a decent teacher training program at Ithaca College. Go Bombers. And uh, so I I was like, okay, I'll I'll study to be a teacher and we'll see how this goes. So I've got all this adulthood looming at me right now. And I'm in this this job where I'm really just answering calls. But then I'm I'm not enough of a self starter to like go around like hey the phones are quiet can I do anything else like uh-huh. I don't quite have the so I'm doing the crossword and the boss sure. is like you can't do the crossword in <laughs> front I'm like that's fair um, so I'm just not good at it and one morning I'm going to work and it's the end of the uh, it's the end of the summer and I'm gearing up to go back to to Ithaca and I take uh, a shower. And I noticed something extremely unusual on the shaft of my penis. Uh-oh. And I'm I'm I I'm I'm sort of like hunched over, you know, in the where I'm, I'm living at home, obviously. Okay, and, right. And so I'm in my childhood bathroom oh. checking this thing out. And uh, you know, what am I going to do? Talk to my mom about this? So nice. I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is horrible. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, is that what I think it is? Because it looks like a cold sore by any any okay. definition. That's what a cold sore looks like. Okay. Remember 1992, there was no Googling this. Right. But if I had Googled it, it probably would have been like, yeah, it's a cold sore. Yeah. Um, so I lose my shit mm-hmm. and I go to work and I'm having a massive fucking panic attack. Um, so much, it's so visibly bad that like, <laughs> Listen, even when you're feeling well, John, you're not much use around here. Why don't you take off? <laughs> oh wow. So I'm like, that's fair. And I, I and I leave there for the for the last day, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> and I I call my um my childhood my family doctor who was right down the street. Um, we'll call Your him. pediatrician? Well, he was the family doctor. Okay, all right. Um, he was a GP. Uh, who, who's Laura Ingalls now? I know, yeah, right? Doctor. <laughs> the, the blocks in New York City are small towns. Okay. Um, and he was literally down the street, across okay. and down the street. Um, and, and Dr. B, I won't give his full name, um, I go in there and... You know, yes, it is weird. He did see me when I was, uh, uh, he'd been seeing me for, since I was like 12, I think. Um, And he, um, uh, a big kind of fat guy who uh, talked like this and uh, very New York and uh, and kind of waddled around all the place. And and, uh, so I I call and I get an appointment that day. I'm like, this is an emergency. This is a super duper emergency. And I go in. And I wait for a really long time. because was always a massive wait at uh-huh. Dr. B's office. And I, I go in and I'm like, hi, uh, you knew me when I was tiny. And now I think I have herpes. And by the way, if I have herpes, I have gotten it from a toilet seat. 
seriously. Like the odds of me with this particular in this particular decidedly asexual relationship that I'm in. Oh, but you um, haven't had sex with this person. I have, but not enough that like. I really don't think I caught it from her. I really think this is okay. a toilet does seat Does it take case. more than one time to get her face? It doesn't, no. Okay. And it's possible I got it, but it's just, I'm I'm immediately, like, not in a place where I'm blaming her. Okay, so you didn't, did you call her and tell her, though? I did. Okay. And she flipped the fuck out. Of course. Out. And and we had a fight, because I thought she, I was like, listen, I'm, do, I'm dealing with this, I'm trying to deal with this, and a whole messy, oh. messy, messy thing. I go in. And go, well, let's see it, says Dr. B. (laughs) (laughs) So I pull it out, and and he's like, that's herpes. And I'm like, oh, my God, how do I? This is miserable. I've gotten herpes like the least possibly fun way (laughs) you can get herpes. I've gotten herpes from a New York City toilet seat, I guess. This is nightmarish. Ugh. Um, He's like, well, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to write you a prescription for Zavarax. Um, you can get it filled over here on 42nd, and I'm going to uh, recommend you see a dermatologist. Okay. And I was like, uh, okay, great. Whatever you need to do, that's fantastic. Um, uh, thank you. Uh, I go home, and I call my girlfriend, and, and she's crying, and I'm crying. Oh. And I go to the drugstore, and I hand in the prescription, and they go, yeah, that'll be $125. <gasps> oh. And... I wasn't making enough money at the time that I could covertly do this. So I got to tell my mom. Oh, <laughs> no. So I tell my mom, I'm like, hi. I need to <laughs> Hi, I have heard. This is the worst thing. Oh. And she's like, how did this happen? I'm like, I got it from her. It's a mess. It's so bad. And I, I have that night. I just remember just this, like, and by the way, people live with herpes. Right. People live with herpes all the time. I have tons of friends. We, everyone at this table yes. has tons of friends. Maybe people at this table, you don't have to tell me, but uh, maybe you've got it yourself. It's a you're, very you're common super, STD. Super, super I mean, common you can't STD, get rid of it, right? But it, you have it forever. For life, uh, yeah. The way, uh, according to the old Eddie Murphy joke, you keep that shit forever like luggage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I don't think you can get it from a toilet I was going to say. Well, that was the big rumor in the 80s and <laughs> okay. 90s for okay. the internet is that you yeah. could, especially really? in New York. Yes. Yeah. Is okay. You could, get, you could get herpes from a toilet seat. I know you could get pregnant from a toilet okay. seat. Oh, give it. And I think Obviously. they also yeah. thought you could get HIV from kissing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, again, we're, we're, in, a, yeah. we're in a dark, dark age. age. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay. It's a horrible night. It Aww. is a horrible, horrible night. But you've um, got the medicine, right? I've got the medicine, okay. and I take it. But it's going to take a couple of days, you know. Sure. It's, it's 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 you know this, and again, one hundred and twenty-five bucks in you know, yes. thirty years ago is a fair it's amount of money. Real, yeah. really. Uh, I haven't done the the math. Uh, if someone wants to Google what that is, in <laughs> could you do the sums, Danielle? Well, I can only do an ounce of math, so I don't. There's think an inflation converter online, and I bet Garen knows where to find it. He'll find it for what did we learn at least? Um, uh, so. It's just miserable. And so then I go to uh, a dermatologist the next day. Guess what? Not covered by my parents' plan. That's a ton of thing. So I'm waiting in there. And it's just like the long, long walk to death row or whatever, you know. And I'm just sitting there waiting and waiting. And the guy brings me in. I guess, let's see it. He's hmm. What's that on your arm? And I go, oh, God, it's on my arm. No. Arm herpes. What's that on your chin? And I'm like, what's what's happening right now? I was like, have you ever had chicken pox, John? Oh my god! And I say, no, I actually haven't had chicken pox. Like, we have chicken pox. You're oh. 20 and you have chicken pox, or 21 and you have chicken pox. Oh. And I'm like, what? And he goes, is it Doctor B? Is your referral? <laughs> Let me call George. He called in front of me. God bless him. In front of me, the dermatologist whose name's a name I don't remember, and God love him. He was in like a, a really nice office on like South Park Avenue. Um, again, you know, I'm hemorrhaging money, <laughs> throwing money I do not, throwing my mom's yeah, money at this pay- herpes They're still scare. paying for this. Yeah, um, <laughs> from beyond the grave. Um, and uh, I got to see him call my family doctor and go. George, it's like the Bowie kid you sent me. He's got chicken pox. 
He's white as a ghost, George. What are you doing to him? Kid comes in here, thinks he's got herpes. He's got chicken pox. Look at his arms. What is this? Uh, no, I'm, yes, I'm yelling. Absolutely just and, and the beautiful thing is that he, he did me the favor of doing it in front of me. Like, so I got so some funny. mild satisfaction oh of watching Dr. B get his asshole chewed out oh by this God. dermatologist. I'm laid up for like four days. I can't see anybody. Right. So you're still at your parents' house, you mean? I'm a, yeah, I'm yeah. at my mom's house. And uh, I'm the last one up to uh, to Ithaca for, the, um, uh, for my, my senior year. But I also like had this weird... I had this weird sort of epiphany that I didn't act on for a couple of years, but like, I'm just getting chicken pox now. I'm still a child. Oh, <laughs> I'm that's fascinating. still a child. And then I do my student teaching. Uh-huh. And I go back to my old high school and I get a job. Okay. The, the year after I graduate. Uh-huh. But I'm, you know, I'm this fresh-faced 22-year-old. Um, I can't. I shave every day, but it doesn't matter. I can't grow a beard. <laughs> okay. yet. You know, I'm shorter than most of my students. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks I'm just a student in a tie. Right. Uh, and the teachers are like, "Say so you're working here now." <laughs> um, and it was just this. It was just this constant reminder between like. And, you know, the job was overwhelming, and a kid took a swing at me. And it oh, was my just, God. You know, it was just a whole lot of, like, um, I, 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 I had my moments where I was a decent teacher, but I, there, I also had my moments where I gave a test and then lost the test. <laughs> so the kids had to retake the test, which oh they did God. not take well, and I don't blame them. It was just me you fucking up to constantly. Give them you know, yeah, and, I, and it was just this constant reminder of, like, oh, I just had chicken pox. I'm a child. Wow, <laughs> that's so cool. I mean, uh, it's an interesting revelation. It's, it's an, an interesting, interesting right, you know, perspective. I don't, know, I don't know if I'd say it's cool. No, cool but, is not the right word. But, but it's an interesting sort of like, you know, it, it, it gave me this sort of weird narrative in my 20s of like, I don't know that I'm ready to have my shit together mm, yet, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it kind of uh, it kind of cooled my jets. Now, here's the thing. Um I had a thing of Zavarax that I had for like two years, you <laughs> right. know? Yeah. And you know what? Zavarax will take care of If you get like a mild canker sore, Zavarax uh-huh. will zap that shit oh, out really? in like hours. Okay. Yeah. Because it's like it's like basically bringing a bazooka to a knife fight. <laughs> uh, so I didn't really need it. You know, it kind of helped with the chicken pox. You kind of just have to wait that out. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, I no longer have uh, the scar on my penis because I kept it out of the sun. Good. Yeah. Good for you. That yeah. must have been hard. Yeah. No, I, I managed. Okay. Um, and uh, like Bernadette Peters, you just put a glove on it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Precisely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and oddly enough, it sang "Dot" in Sunday in the Park with George. Okay. I was waiting for a reference. <laughs> yeah. If anyone's gonna get a Bernadette Peter, who's your it's, guy? It's John Ross Valley. <laughs> who's your guy? Um, yeah. And uh, so yeah, I, I I think I gave it way too much sort of metaphorical weight. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, I don't let the record show that I don't actually have herpes. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's still yes, life. There's yeah. still yeah. life. There's to still be toilet lit. seats yes. out there. Yes. Exactly. With my name on it. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Um, I've seen your name on lots of toilet seats. (laughs) And um, uh, I know this was a very, very short uh, 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 survival story, but but it's very true. And uh, yeah, I had chicken pox when I was 21. So I want to ask how, like, were you immediately relieved when he, I would imagine you were like ecstatic. My my relief had no, it was a high (laughs) that I can't like... It was, you know what it was. I'll tell you, honest to God, truth. What it was like, like, so that's I'm 21. Like eight years later, I try ecstasy for the first time okay. at a county fair in upstate mm-hmm. New York. Because why not? Perfect, sure. And um, it kicks in. I'm like, this feels amazing. <laughs> oh, this feels that time. Like that time I, I realized I didn't have herpes. That's what this is. That's what this is. Oh, my fingers are tingling. Oh, my God. This is euphoric. That's what it, it's like oh when you think God. you have herpes for 24 hours and it turns oh. out to be chicken pox. Even though you're sick and you have a fever and you got bumps all over you and it's itching like Yeah, pox. yeah, you're like, I love it. I love it. I had it on pox. the soles of my feet, oh, too, no. which oh, was God. maddening. Oh, it was torturous. I didn't even think about having it on your penis. I guess even if you're a kid, you could have it on your penis. No, you can get it anywhere. Yeah. 
Oh, I've heard of people getting into their eyeballs. I don't even understand, because that's a whole different tissue. But I've heard that. How is that possible, I don't know though? I've heard that. I could be making it up, but I don't think I am. Or maybe the person who told me made it up. But I swear to God, I think you can that get it. Did you hear that story before the internet? Because remember the <laughs> yes. shit that we would buy before yes. the internet? What about so, the girlfriend? Yes, that's what I was going to ask. Okay. So were you and the girlfriend ever able to laugh about this herpes incident? Yes. Okay, so we she were. must have been greatly relieved. She was greatly and, relieved. I was yes. greatly relieved. Um, because, you know, she obviously was at a point like, fuck, do I have it? What's going of on? Of course. Because you know? there was just enough intimacy that, like, this could have yeah. been a thing, too, you know? And, um... Uh, so yeah, it was it was a a hot mess. Oh, um, did she we get were, chicken pox? Um, she did not get chicken oh, pox. Oh, that's a really no, good question. She'd had it because she'd had it. Okay. okay, she'd had it when she was younger. Um, uh, like a normal person, like John. Like a normal person. You're like was, a medical miracle. I honestly don't know where I would have. I honestly can't figure out where I fucking got chicken pox also because it wasn't like I was working with, with kids, little kids yeah. that summer. That's weird. Um, and you got I, it from a toilet seat. I got it from a toilet seat. <laughs> I um, I honestly could have got it from like we have one unventilated subway car in the summer and got yeah. it where you can catch <laughs> right, that, right. you know you can you can catch you know cholera yeah. on the New York City subway <laughs> in the summer um, but I I yes we were able to um, uh, to laugh about it um, and uh, even my mom who you know who yeah. without like you know three hundred bucks or something yeah. by the end of this this nightmare did we find out what one hundred twenty five dollars is in yes, twenty twenty three what is it it is two hundred seventy three dollars Jesus that's yeah. a lot of money a lot of for money. a prescription yeah. for a prescription Jesus yeah thanks yeah. Obamacare yeah but, well, okay. <laughs> no no really no. I meant it. it wasn't sarcastic thank you now well, we yeah, don't no, have to yeah, pay that that's yeah. true yeah okay just um, whenever you say those words it comes out yeah it comes out very, sarcastic. very conservative and, and mean yeah. yeah um but um no this was during the first bush administration is what this yeah. was yeah this was um uh yeah that's uh, a lot there was a promising uh, young governor from Arkansas oh the, uh, yes coming up in the ranks um but yeah even my mom was able to laugh at it um, good uh, she was very delighted that you didn't have herpes very delighted <laughs> uh, but there was also a part of her that's like so three hundred dollars for what right <laughs> chicken pox three hundred dollars for you know just stay in bed and eat chicken soup and Put watch cartoons the way yeah. children do <laughs> when they get chicken pox. John, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for hearing my gross story. No, it was no, great. I loved it. It was really it fun. It was great. I, I loved I it. I appreciate uh, you guys uh, giving me an ear. Um, yes. This uh, story didn't fit into my book, so it's a, it's a oh, cut. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I'm so, going to go get your book. Um, yeah, enjoy that. Um, uh, is it available? Some bonus stuff. Is it available? I'm sure it's available online. It is. Is it also available at bookstores? It is. Wow. Like if I, I just got a photo from someone who saw it at the Grove. Oh, uh, that's so Nova nice. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm getting it today. That's we'll what I'm doing. We'll put it in the I'm newsletter for yeah. everyone listening. That's oh, right. Do. Thank you. Yeah. And absolutely. thank you so much. And we will be right back with what did we learn today? Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Chris, Mm -hmm. are you ready to learn what we learned today? Yes, please. Okay, need a fort? Call Kit Contractor. This <laughs> fall on HGTV, sponsored by Angie's List. It's not Angie's List anymore. It's, oh, it's just Angie. Angie. That's right. And it's spelled different. It's spelled dumb. It's spelled dumb. It's spelled <laughs> 500 phone calls. A-N-G-I? But what? I don't it doesn't know. make any sense. Anyway, okay. Roland Emmerich likes to decorate his homes in a self described outlandish manner, adorning them with rare Hollywood memorabilia murals and portraits of dictators and communist figures and World War II militaria, which I didn't know was a word and I love it. Well, I don't care for it. You don't care for the word or you don't care for his His idea? it's awful. Also, he's gay. I didn't think I knew he was gay. Oh, okay. I don't know anything. Well, I I just think it's like you can't do certain decorative themes. No, it's gross. They should be off the list of approved themes. And it was just funny that it was and he rents out this house. Like he Airbnbs it or something. I'm I'm googling him right now. I need to see what he looks like. Okay. <laughs> Should I wait? No. Go, I, okay. I'm I'm listening. The Ebola victim who is believed to have triggered the 2014 outbreak, a two-year-old boy called Emil 
Uwamuno from Guinea may have been infected by playing in a hollow tree housing a colony of bats, says scientists. Oh, boy. He was just trying to be Batman. Yeah. Oh. Ebola can be transmitted basically any way you can think of, dead or alive person or not. Blood in the Stools was Fatal Diarrhea's smash hit debut album. (laughs) (laughs) Suspect you have Ebola? You may be pregnant. Scientists do Which not... Which do you want? Pick one, Danielle. <laughs> boy, oh boy. That's, that's a really good, good question. Ebola that's a fun party game. Scientists do not know where Ebola virus comes from, to okay. answer your question. Uh, condom usage varies between countries and cultures in Africa. Some potential reasons for declining use are belief that condoms cause HIV, could trigger pain in the kidneys, or cause worms. Social status, you look cheap by using condoms that are free of charge. Wow. Financial reasons, women fall pregnant in order to qualify for government grants. Men will not fall pregnant. That's quite a turn of phrase. Uh, men will not pay for sex if you insist on condom usage, among other reasons. Jesus. Worldwide, 67% of people under age 50 live with... Okay, I'm going to skip that. I'm going to skip that. Um, the varicella... It's not Italian. The varicella zoster virus is the one that causes chicken pox and shingles. Mm. When it affects your eye, it's called herpes zoster ophthalmicus ophthalmicus so you can i guess do we have any business to take care of you know what i think we're gonna wait okay so um what we will say is thank you to everyone for listening yes and it's never too late to sign up for patreon if you would like to do so we are taping a bonus episode next week with a special guest yeah and it's going to be a party because we do like to throw parties We, we like to party we party so dang hard hard oh my gosh like past 8 p.m sometimes yeah i know it until next time remain remain calm. calm